0: Hello, it is 7 a.m. in New York, 1 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 6 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to the Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Schneider Bean from sundaybean.com. I'm a solution-oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations. And I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. Dreams come true. When you hear that, what's your reflex? Like, part of you wants to believe it. Part of you think it's baloney. This is the controversial question that we're bringing up in today's episode. I have a very clear opinion on this, having stood by the side of women for years, supporting them and transforming their lives. My take on it might not be what you expect or maybe it is. Let's see. But to join me today to talk about this, I've invited Carol Elhowary to be the guest on expert Happy Hour because she is someone who, in her own words, is living her dream. And the road to get there was winding, slow at first, and then all at once. Let me tell you a little bit about Carol before she joins us. She was born and brought up in Scotland and moved to England for work after graduating from university. After 10 years in the IT sector, she moved into the financial sector, where she continued her career in several different roles, latterly as a risk manager. In 2014, she went on to holiday in Egypt and met an Egyptian man, and in 2015, gave up everything to move to Egypt. This might sound familiar to some of you. For five years, she worked in the education sector, but then in 2020, her project was closed down and she took the opportunity to follow her childhood passions, reading, Egypt, and travel, and set up her own tour company based on books set in Egypt. So Carol, welcome to Expat Happy Hour. I kind of wanted to have a little debate. I have no idea what you're going to say about this, but I'm going to ask you, do dreams come true?
1: Oh gosh. So we're starting with a, a, a quite a challenging question then. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Sunday dreams do come true. Dreams can come true. Yes. That's the short answer okay. to the question.
0: And if I asked you 10 years ago, would have you said the same thing?
1: Uh, No, I'd have said no, dreams are uh, impossible to bring true because nothing, nothing works like that in the world. That's what I would have said 10 years ago.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I did a thing back in 2016 where I said dreams don't come true. Oh, did you? They're created. So we're going to continue. Oh, created. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Okay. But, um, They're created, right? They don't come true like bippity-boppity-boop, you know, with the Fairy Godmother. There's something else behind it. And I know you know that, right? I know you know the hard work behind there. But before we continue our hot debate on whether dreams come true or not, um, will you please, people have already heard a little bit about your bio, but I I would love to hear in your own words, tell people a little bit about who you are and what you're doing now.
1: Okay. Okay. I was born and brought up in the UK, which will be obvious from my accent, in Scotland, in fact, although I moved from Scotland to England when I graduated to get a job, basically. Um, And then I worked for an IT company for 10 years, and then I worked for a bank for 17 years, Um, and I had a a number of roles throughout that, but ultimately I ended up in um, risk management the bank, which involved a lot of managing of crises, management of risks, and management of incidents, that kind of thing. Then I met my Egyptian husband in 2014, and in 2015 I moved to Egypt. Um, I had I had nothing in Egypt. I had no job, no uh, friends, no nothing. Um, and the first one of the first things I did was I realized I needed to find a job for my own well being as much as anything. So I applied for a job at the British Council, actually, and cut a long story short, I got it. And that was more that was a management of exams, but essentially it was more risk management and management of crisis. There were a lot of crises in that job. Uh, then after three years, I left the British Council and moved to uh, a, an independent education company where we did a project for the Ministry of Education in Egypt, and that was very interesting that is the most bizarre job I've ever had in my life in fact didn't expect that to happen in Egypt but there you go anyway so last year I that mm-hmm. project shut down and I decided that I wanted to do something I had been dreaming of to use that word for a long time which was to, to start a tour company mm-hmm. based on my two main passions in life, one of which is reading, and particularly in this instance, Agatha Christie, and secondly, my passion for Egypt, and to create tours for people based on the book, particularly the book Death on the Nile. So I started working with you around that point, um, 2018, three years ago, my first Mm -hmm. year of transformation, and over the course of the next... Couple of years, and then it speeded up after I uh, lost my job. I created my tour company, literary tours in Egypt. I should add Mm -hmm. that my husband is already in the tour sector in Egypt, so he has all that experience. And I I put the idea to him. He'd never heard of Agatha Christie, um, and I said she is the most popular author in the world uh, uh, of fiction, at any rate. And he was quite shocked. And I said, and she set a whole book in Egypt which is very popular and there's a new film coming out and he said oh well yeah okay then let's do it so we did it we did it I created (laughs) the company
0: so I remember I don't know and it's amazing so I don't know if you remember this but I, I can't remember if it was during a call or a whatsapp audio exchange but you you said Sunday I can't believe it I'm living my dream
1: yes I can't believe it because there's a bit more to this story, actually, in terms of dreams, because when I was a child, my grandparents had pictures, watercolour pictures, Um, because my grandmother's great-aunt went to Egypt in 1910-ish to teach, to, to be a teacher, an English teacher, actually. And she brought these pictures back and my grandmother inherited them. And I was fascinated with these pictures, always, and I was always fascinated by the Middle East. And also when I was younger, I used to, in the in the olden days, before electronics, I used to order travel brochures and cut out all the pictures and dream of being a travel <laughs> agent or doing something in the travel sector, which I ended up not doing, of course, because I went into IT and then I went into banking. Um, so it's like going back to my childhood self, my very young childhood self. I mean, I can't even remember when I started being obsessed with these pictures of Egypt, but it was a long, long time ago. So it seems incredible that essentially 50 years, 45, 50 years later, I am doing it. I'm doing it. I am Mm -hmm. living my dream. I I, I have a tour company in Egypt. So yes, (laughs) I I am living my dream.
0: I always love going back to the moment where someone says, you know what, I would really love to do? Like, if I could. And then they say something that feels like it's never going to happen. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, oh, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to drink peanut you know, like, coladas on the beach and have a million dollars, right? It's like that, it feels super far away.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and, there are so many times where that happens and then people actually do it. Like I'd love to write a book. I'd love to start a podcast. I'd love to start a tour company. Right. Do you remember that moment when you actually let those words come out of your mouth?
1: Uh, Yes. Well, yes, not, not dates, but I remember it happening because it happened to you on my year of transformation. Uh, And I said, I want to, I want to have I want to have a tour I want to run tours based on the book Death on the nile but i don't i don't see how that can ever happen and that and i- I clearly remember one bit because that's when you introduced the concept of the wildly improbable goals
0: mm-hmm. which
1: has always really worked for me and that was quite early on in our working relationship, and I remember thinking. And I did it. I, I, you said, "So, what's the wildly improbable goal?" And the wildly improbable goal is, is wasn't specific to a tour company, but to have a tour company that's so good that it's it's there's an article about it in Condé Nast Traveler magazine. And now, three years later, that is a possibility. You know, I've already been featured in yes. in one magazine, and I'm thinking Condé Nast. Is not beyond my reach, and if you'd said to me before I started working with you, you know, I'd have like, oh for goodness sake, that's ridiculous. But I did my wildly improbable goals. I set my goal at the end and, and worked backwards, and essentially, I it, it wasn't quite like what I'd had it originally. Things changed, things moved. I changed how things were going to be done, et cetera. But ultimately, that I I that's what I did. It's it makes it sound easy and it really wasn't easy, but, but the point is it's doable. It wasn't an impossible dream. It was doable.
0: It's doable. So it was doable. So that's the whole thing about dreams don't come true. They're created. That's exactly what I believe. Right. Like, and it's not, it's not easy. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So do you, do you mind um, helping us understand what it took for you to go from that idea to actually living it right now. Fundamentally,
1: in terms of practicalities, I'll come on to that. But fundamentally, what it took was belief that it was possible. Unquestionably, mm-hmm. that it was belief that, it, because from then, because I'm good at practicalities, you, you know that, you know me well enough, to. I'm very good mm-hmm. at practicalities. So as soon as I had the belief which started with the worldly improbable probable goal and I said I just need to take that step and that step and that step so I broke it right down you know, I need I need to create a website so what do I do need to do to create a website these, these and that is not my area of expertise so I thought I need to find somebody who can create a good website for me and then and this is what I need to do. I need to find a. I broke it all that. Ultimately, actually, I I went to work with a marketing agency, um, for a lot of these things that that's because this is one of the things. Another thing that I learned from you, which I kind of knew work wise, but in a personal sense, I hadn't really thought about it. But your own business is, is more than personal, um, which was outsource, the things mm-hmm. that that you either can't do or don't want to do or don't play to your strengths and I've really bought into that because you know I've outsourced the whole website Mm -hmm. I could have created a website I could have worked out how to do it to quote Glennon Doyle I can do hard things but in this instance I don't want to do it it's I hate it I hate that kind of thing and it wouldn't have been as good as the professional website I've got now that the marketing agency did so I outsourced that and this is one of the things where I'm extremely fortunate to live in Egypt because it's affordable to do that here if i set up this company Mm -hmm. in britain it would still just be me and we wouldn't be where we are so but then that's it is the, the companies in egypt the whole tour is based on egypt so that makes sense so then i did the things on the creative side things like creating the tours um i did I put myself into a customer's shoes. For, for the death on the Nile Cruise, I am my ideal customer. So I thought, what what would I do if if I wanted to do this tour? If I did this tour, how would I want it to go? So I did that. But simplistically, I looked at every single thing I would have to do. And I set down every single step that I would have to do. Because then it seemed less daunting. It didn't seem like this. Well, literally this wildly, and probably right. goal or this unattainable dream. It just seemed like like project management, which I've done for years anyway. So then something goes a bit wrong. So you replan or or send in a slightly different direction or do something slightly different. But for me, I just had to keep up. Every time I thought, I can't do this, this is and the, and the imposter syndrome took over. Because, uh, you know, I have no experience in the tour industry. My husband does, but I have none other than being a tourist. So I just went back to that list and thought, well, what's the next thing? What's on this list that I can do today mm-hmm. to put me one step further on wow. in this journey? So that's how I did it. So have the have the goal. You know about the goal. Have the goal there. You know, in, in your head uh, uh, as your dream. Like when I started getting lost in the, I don't know how to do this. I can't do this. I, I'm I, I'm ridiculous to even try. Go back to that list. Go back to that, that, that mind map of this is what you need to do. Do right. this today.
0: And it's like, <laughs> what I loved about what you just did is you're like, yeah, this is how you achieve your dream. Like, it's <laughs> like, well, done. <laughs> well, yes, and,
1: actually, yes. Yeah. See, but, I make it, I make but, that sound simple, but oh, my God, it wasn't. When I mean, you know you were there, the, the, the doubts, the, 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 oh, what am I doing? I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, the, the, nobody will be interested you know, nobody, nobody wants this, what am I thinking of?
0: Right, you know, all the t- mind it's gremlins. Got this- <laughs> yes, mind gremlins, it has
1: reduced. But, I mean, they still come, the mind gremlins still come even today, even though we're, the dream has, in fact, expanded in a way, um, which I'm not even sure I've told you yet, but I'll, um, we can come to that. But, yeah, it's um, it's. I look back now and I think, what on earth was I making such a fuss about? Because of course it was possible, but it's easy to say that in hindsight. But we
0: have to back up here. First of okay. all, I want to talk about my gremlins because I think that's really important. What I wanted to share something with you, which I think it's important for the listeners to also understand. You, I, we, This isn't scripted. You just shared from your heart, like how it was for you, right? Absolutely. And you said, I was trying to take notes. You said, belief Um, Don't do it alone. Outsource. um, Do what you're good at and break it down. Right. So you you said that. Yes. I had a list. Remember this thing I told you about from 2016 that dreams don't come true. Here's Uh what I wrote down. The same. I said. I said regardless of the role, the same recipe applies in terms of creating your dream. I wrote: get clear on what you want, create a plan on how to get it, take consistent action, lean on others for support when you need it. Get creative when surprises are thrown your way, and one thing you didn't mention, which I had on there that was I added was celebrate your big and small successes yes you you said it all I did
1: do that yes, um I did celebrate my successes actually not as much as I probably could have, but that was I, actually to be honest, that was largely because of covid um because I did launch a tour company potentially the worst time. <laughs> In recent history, but but we did like the, the, the when the website was launched and whatnot. We celebrated all that kind of stuff. But yeah, because I'm very conscious of that. Because again, this is another thing I've got from you and all the things I've done with you. Is it's so easy just to say right, done that now and move on, and not properly celebrate it mm-hmm. when it's really important to stop and say, I you, I did it. We did this. We actually did it. So mm-hmm.
0: yes, right. So tell, can we talk about mind gremlins? I really yes. appreciate you bringing that up because you're you're amazing in the crisis. You're highly competent as a project manager. Like you, you get shit done. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like you can handle high crisis situations, and you just you shared a little bit about some of your doubts. Can you tell me about the for people who are working on their hard dream, right? Yeah. What can they expect is normal for mind gremlins? So
1: to name them. Um, the actual, and I'm putting faces to them in my head as we speak, fear, and fear is is a mind, and I think they all actually are rooted in fear, fear of failure, fear of people thinking you're an idiot for even trying, fear for not being capable of doing it, Um, fear that it's a stupid idea, Um, nobody will be interested, that's that's it, to fear that you're not up to the job, that you're not up to it, I think. Which, mm-hmm. right. And I think, like you say, I'm, when the last time I changed job and went to work with the Ministry of Education here in Egypt, I had very little fear of that type. I had, you no, know, anxiety, not anxiety, that's too strong a word, but, you know, I was going into a new job, I was apprehensive, but. I didn't have those competency fears because I knew I could do it because I've been doing it for years and years, Mm -hmm. you know, like you just said, sorting out shit is my superpower, which I've known, I wouldn't have put it like that before, but I know that. So going into this where (laughs) my dream, where, you know, that's not... In my head, at least, that's not true. I don't have these things to bat me up, these years and years of experience. But in truth, I do have it. It's just, it's, it's not the whole mm-hmm. goes back to my one of my mantras about transferable skills. And leadership, for mm-hmm. example, I mean, I now have, of and I, my husband and I, we have between us three staff now, and we're going to have to recruit more soon. And mm-hmm. so all my leadership... Experience and everything I've learned about leadership in my extremely long career, largely how not to do it, I'm now putting in place with my own company and my own staff, not just staff leadership, but how to lead a company, how to run a business. And I, and, and before this, I'm like, I can't run a business. I've never run a business before. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea how to run my own business. Well, we've been going now for
0: mm-hmm.
1: over, coming up to a year. And I'm still doing it. So therefore I can run a business. So.
0: And you've had some pretty high profile clients.
1: This is something, ideas. And this comes from, again, my, even though it makes no sense on the face of it, my finance and IT background, I thought I'm going to run a pilot tour with one of my tours just to get somebody who I don't know to test it out for me. And. I found somebody on the Next expat group and she was really keen and she came and she loved it and she gave us fantastic feedback. And she said, my husband does this super busy job for this super busy NGO and he needs people who do what you do. Would you be interested? And I'm like, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously I'd be interested. Um, and I thought, now that pilot idea comes from my career of doing pilots to make things work before you launch them onto the world. Um, I don't know if I'd have had that. My, my husband was like, what, you're going to do this for free? I said, well, yeah, because the benefits will be will outweigh the cost. Um, so that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's using these Things that, so much that I've learned over my career because I don't think I would have been able to do this when I was in my twenties. I simply didn't have the right. the experience of all these things that it takes to run a business. It feels like everything I've done in my life has kind of led to this point.
0: Exactly, that is the whole point. That in hindsight, it's a no brainer. Mm.
1: Right. A, yes. And-
0: mm. Obviously, you're super qualified to do this, but it took you some time to trust that you had all the pieces yes, to do exactly. this. So can we go back to the mind gremlins? Yes. What I heard from you is that you're, even though you know they're not true, they pop up. You yes. named them wonderfully. I know there are many that people will recognize so what do you do with that? Like, how do you keep moving forward even when you feed the gremlins?
1: <laughs> Again, it's the same thing of, firstly, of going back to your list of things to do, um, or my list of things to do, I should say. So I'm thinking, okay, just, just do this thing. Here's this thing. You know, I have to write a paragraph for this tour to say, this is what we're, this is what it does, and this and, and which is stuff I know because I know this part of traveling to Egypt so well, and I'm a good enough writer to know that I can do that. so pick something I know I can do and do mm. that today. When I feel mm. like that, just do that today. Um, in, I'm looking back and I'm trying to think of a time where I didn't where my gremlins got so out of control that I just threw everything up in the air and stopped. And I don't think I actually had that. Maybe one or a few, maybe a few days here and there, but then the next day I just picked it up and carried on, which is another thing I think is really important with gremlins is if your gremlins are really over overwhelming you one day, things will be probably be better the next day. Mm
0: -hmm, Absolutely.
1: Um, Yeah. So try again the next day. Um, Mm
0: -hmm, I love that. Try again the next day.
1: Yeah. So I, I kind of, carried on like that um but you said something to me that really profound once um that I'm not sure I'm allowed to swear on this podcast so going for it um (laughs) I said um but I I I find myself in the middle of thoughts and think uh, I don't have time for this shit (laughs) I've I've got stuff to do yeah I, I don't have time for this imposter syndrome bullshit right it's just I got yeah
0: I got a company to build I've got people's yeah. lives to I've change got, <laughs> I've got
1: stuff to do yeah it's <laughs> yeah.
0: I've got an intercultural team to lead yes so what have you learned about yourself in this process
1: oh gosh this seems really trite so I hope but and as you say this is completely unscripted and I'm so I'm not just saying this but I could do anything Mm -hmm. I have learned that I can do anything, anything that I want to do. And that I do have gremlins, and I will still always have gremlins, but I can deal with the gremlins, and I have tools in my toolbox to deal with the gremlins and the imposter syndrome. Um, But ultimately, anything is possible. Mm Mm-hmm that's what I've learned about myself really that it's it's an incredible place to be Mm. I've never been in this place in my
0: life that self-belief right like self-belief like believing in yourself totally
1: it's just belief I I just um blown away at times
0: (laughs) it makes me so excited you know, one of the things I hear often from people who've gone through year of transformation is when we have kind of conversations like this after the fact. They say, "You know, Sunday, life isn't easier. You know, <laughs> no. I just have different tools, yes, to deal with it, and and yeah. more belief that I can living your dream is hard. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Like, tell us about what that really means. One of the things, just for context for people who who haven't worked with me, with with Year of Transformation, you know, I follow uh, Dr. Martha Beck's Four Squares of Change, where you come in where you have no idea what's going on. That's square one. Square two is where you work on that dream, where you articulate what you really, really want. And that's where this idea originally came from. Square Three is the hard work where you're actually building the website, investing in the company, hiring the staff, and square four is you're running the company, right? Yes, but what people don't realize is well, guess what's coming next It's square one because now now yes. you're ba- now you're a business owner right exactly. and now you're running the company and and mm-hmm. now you have goals on how much revenue you want or whatever so you're you've done a year of transformation in terms of like that process and now you're you're going through exactly. it, this upward spiral right so yes. what happens when you start living your dream what what what's the reality behind that
1: well this what happens when you start living your dream is that more there are more dreams
0: mm-hmm. so
1: this one started with literary tours in egypt that's where it started and i have that and i'm still obviously working on that um but i am in box four like you said it, it's we're running it but we have massively expanded into not just, because my husband has a tour company, but post-revolution in Egypt, it fell down a lift shaft, basically, and he had no money to invest in in anything, really. And, of course, during that time, the whole tourist sector changed beyond all recognition. So to cut a long story short, we decided we were going to create a new brand and launch it for Egypt for everything, um, to make everything Mm -hmm. In Egypt, because this is what this is part of my dream is to encourage everybody in the world to come to Egypt because it's the most fantastic country in the world. You ultimately this is my aim, um, mm-hmm. and and things like literary tours right. are just a way to harness people's other interests to say, hey, you know, well, you know, the Death and Nile, that you can do that in Egypt on our tour. Things like and and it started with,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think cats, cats in ancient Egypt, and I said to hmm I want to do a tour on cats in ancient Egypt. But I had no mechanism to market it, if you see what I mean. And so that's where it kind of started. Mm -hmm. And then I got on to Queens of Ancient Egypt, and and I talked with you about that, and I've got this most fantastic tour already for that. But again, nowhere, because it's not a literary tour. So I said to Atif, right, why don't we launch a new brand? And again, cutting this short spoke to the marketing agency, and they were just fantastic. And they came up with this brand for us, which is going to be, they're doing a website for us now, and it's called Mr. and Mrs. Egypt because it's about oh, me and Atif. And the logo has two cats on it. For this. But we've keep, been keeping this very quiet because I wasn't sure if we were actually in the end going to go for it. But it's only in the last couple of weeks we've made that decision, yet we are going to go for it with this new brand. So that's what and happens next. There are more dreams. So it's
0: so exciting, and it, what I'm watching is it really taps into your creativity too, because I know you have a huge creative side. And well, well, I never
1: thought I did, though. You know, yeah, really? I have gone through my whole life thinking I'm not creative, but what I've realized is that creativity comes in different forms. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I thought I can't. My in my family, my sister is the musical. My sister and my brother are musical, and my sister's the artist. And I always thought that I was just really practical.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when it comes to creating tours, for example, I am really, really good at it. And it, it crossed my mind that that's being creative. Right. Yeah, you're immensely that, creative. And even creating a tour, joining together, Egypt plus Agatha Christie and creating that is creative. But but it's not that long since I thought I wasn't creative.
0: Huh. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that in you. I've seen that in you for a and long time. And I have time. hundreds
1: of tour ideas, hundreds. Nobody else does mm-hmm. them, the tours that mm-hmm. I've got ideas for. Nobody else does them. Everybody does the standard pyramids, Egyptian museum, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, it's time obviously, for we do different. those too, but, you know, it's... I think that what I want to do is harness people's interests. People, because people love cats. Cats in right. ancient Egypt. The feminist right. thing, queens of ancient Egypt. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm also watching you really um, live your values, right? That yes. this company is a platform for you to live your values. Yeah. So you've got a lot ahead of you. Oh, I just love this part where, you know, I think about the first time we hopped on the call together, where you were at in your life and where you are now. And it's like, I cannot wait to see what i are doing I can't believe it either. <laughs> it's so exciting. And even,
1: even that call was really profound for me because that's what made me think I don't think I had even the idea of literary tours then. I can't remember now but but I I remember thinking beforehand I don't know what I'm going to do with I'm not satisfied doing what I'm doing what am I going to do and then I had a call that that call with you which I think is over 18 three and a half years ago maybe and then that's when it kind of I thought well maybe
0: I can do something else
1: maybe there are mm-hmm. other things I can do.
0: Yep. I love so. that. I love that moment. And I, that moment is where I have no idea what you're going to want to do or how mm. it's going to happen. No. Right. But, but because, and I'm serious, I'm frank about that, but mm. I know I trust the journey, right? I yes. trust the journey. and you've, That's what you've I do said. now. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Trust mm-hmm. the journey. That's it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: But you did the work. You also did the work. Tell people a little bit. we only have a couple more minutes. Tell people yeah. what can they expect? like how how do I show up for people in this process, and how do you have to show up for you if you're serious about this?
1: You show up by in in oh so many ways. that's that's very hard to do in a couple of minutes. But by firstly providing just outstanding coaching in terms of understanding me right from the outset you, you, the way that you you do it and you get so quickly to the root of the issue but most important for me it's very it was practical the word you, you give me things to do so i'm not just mm-hmm. talking you say right try this try that and sometimes we do it on the calls and sometimes you say try this outside and sometimes um, I, and sometimes I do it or I don't do it or it doesn't quite work. But if, if I always come back, you always bring me back to what it is. And and I know you often say it's not. It's you are. I did all the work. And yet, yes, on one level that's true. But unquestionably, without you, I wouldn't have. I would not be here. I would not be living my dream. So in terms of what I had to do and what other people need to do with you is. Um, what you've just said, number one, trust the journey. And number two, I, from the beginning, was extremely open with you on my fears and my challenges and what I believed and didn't believe about what I could and couldn't do. So I think you need to do that. And I think you need to to get the most out of it. You have to believe that you can do the work yourself. Believe that you can get there. And, but the work is necessary. You have to do the work, yeah. But the work is about living your dream. Like now, every time mm-hmm. I, I feel stressed or angry or fed up with something that happens, I think, <laughs> I'm doing this for me. This every single mm-hmm. minute I do it, I do it for me. I'm not doing it for the faceless corporation like I did for 30 mm-hmm. years of my life. This is mm-hmm. for me and my family and my husband and my team.
0: Right. I'm Absolutely.
1: doing this for me. It's Absolutely. an unbelievable feeling. Mm-hmm.
0: Totally. I can feel it. How has it, how has that impacted other parts of your life? Like we've talked about your business. How has it impacted other areas? It's my, my,
1: I don't know if this is, this is related to the business. It's, I love working with my husband, even though at times he's all, we also, we clash, obviously he's a very, he's he's an Egyptian as they, they, they are, as we discussed before, prone to, hyperbole and emotional reaction. So we look we're really good at working together. And that's mm. that's so that's given us a huge thing in our marriage. My son, my stepson, of son, he's working with us and it, and that's great too. You know, it's and even my family, my my family back in the UK who are not involved day to day in this, but even there, you know, my sister's like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. And you think <laughs> you think, oh gosh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's so sweet. I, I tell all my
1: friends you own a tour company in Egypt. So,
0: <laughs> so you're so fancy. <laughs> I know. Wow. Yeah.
1: I love it. Yeah.
0: It's so good. Mm. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, I would I mean, I you give me credit in this process. I trust the process. It has been tested, but you really showed up fully for yourself. And even when it was hard, right? Yeah. We're and we're I would deny at times
1: it was hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. At yeah. times it was right. hard. I mean, when I look at what happened in my life, you know, in personal life outside this process, I, I think to myself, my God. But sometimes that's another factor actually, is that the awful thing some of the awful things that happened, having this to do and this to focus on helped actually. You
0: know, like mm-hmm. with my dad mm-hmm. dying
1: when my dad died last year. But and that's when I was really building up the business and and, and in terms of the tour business and Help you know, because he would be so proud too. I know that he loved Egypt, and he loved Egypt when I was a kid. And he was fascinated, like King Toots, uh, when the tomb was open. So, some of that I must have got from him. So,
0: that's so sweet! That's so sweet. He's proud of you. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. So, honestly, right? Because it's, it I think people think, or they want bippity boppity boop, right? They want the magic yes. wand
1: and, it just and the pumpkin just like that. Yes, no magic wand,
0: and exactly. And that's the thing, you know. People say, "Why year of transformation?" I'm like, because transformation takes time.
1: It does. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Like does. anybody
0: can eat. Anybody can eat salad for three days. Well, right? but as you, like <laughs> as you and I have said before, transformation is is a is a lifelong process.
1: You're either into it or you're not.
0: And small changes, but that stick over time. Any last words you want to share with our listeners, people who are have a dream in their heart or don't even—they're not even there yet to even dare to dream. What would you say to them?
1: I'd say, write down your wildly improbable goal sign up sunday as your coach and then break your wildly improbable <laughs> goal down into just the things you need to do to get there even if you get down to the smallest possible task of for example write a paragraph of text or something just break everything yep. down and, and
0: then you got that's it step what by I step suggest. day by day and
1: it can, dreams you can create your dreams
0: mhm absolutely you're proof of it you're proof of it carol it's awesome Thank you Thank so much you. for sharing that with me. It means the world to me and I can't Thank wait you, to Sunday see Thank you Sunday for letting me next. share. Thank you very much, <laughs> Sunday. Awesome. Thank you. So there you have it, totally unrehearsed conversation on what it really takes to create your dream. As you can see, my experience suggests that dreams don't quote come true. You create them. And this episode gives you a behind-the-scenes view on the steps that will get you there. So what about you? What is that dream that you want to create? What mind gremlins are chewing at your confidence? And where are you feeling overwhelmed? Rest assured, you can hear from Carol on her own journey, it is all figure outable. We got this. If you want me to be by your side to make that happen, check out Year of Transformation. Because the truth is, this year will pass whether you make positive changes or not. Instead, imagine what you can do with accountability, professional support, and individualized attention. You know it will bring you further, right? And you don't need any more busy in your life, You need more meaningful, more purpose, more progress. So get crystal clarity on what you want, a solid, doable plan on how to get it with strategies and support for consistent steps forward. Right. If you are ready to get off the sidelines of your life or get that project off the sidelines of your to-do list, apply because spots are limited and all the details are in the show notes. This could be you this time next year, sharing how you were your own fairy godmother and made your dreams come true. You've been listening to Exfit Happier with Sunday Gender Bean. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with the words from author Roy T. Bennett Dreams don't work unless you take action. Oh, <laughs>